This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Audio entertainment and accessible technology are increasingly important in our lives. I'm Mike Fair, here to help you make the most out of your devices. We'll share tech tips and product reviews. Plus, I'll steer you towards the best accessible games, audio dramas, and podcasts. We'll talk about it all here on Kelly and Ramya. So if I'm remembering correctly, we're now into fourth week of anything Apple. Is that right, Mike? Pretty much, yeah. This is week four. Okay. uh, yeah, and uh, I'm still waiting for those iPhone deals from Rogers. Oh, I'll forward who, you uh, some of my emails. Who should be, they should be tempting me because I'm I'm now off my contract with them. Uh, so if they want oh. me to sign another two year contract, Uh-oh. they could. Uh, They're not tempt paying attention. Me. They're no. not paying attention. Well, yeah, it's uh, it, as long as the internet doesn't shut down again. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Then you'll stay with them, right? <laughs> You're in a really great position to be, uh, you know, playing your power. So last exactly. week. Mike, we looked at some changes to voiceover in iOS 17, and now we're continuing um, on this tour with more improvements to accessibility. How, let's talk Braille. How can Braille users launch apps more easily without using the touchscreen? Yeah, they've just added this new thing, uh, and I've tested it out with my Braille display. And you can uh, basically uh, be on the home screens. You have to be on your home screens of apps, and you start. You hit uh, the enter combination, which is a, a space bar and E, uh, so dots one five. You have to hold them down together, and then you you start. You type in the first characters of an app's name, and you can scroll through a list of apps that are found that match what you've typed. Find the app you want, and. Uh, when uh, the the app that you've selected will have cells on either side, like full braille, it's like it's bracketed by two cells, and that tells you that you've got the right app. Then you just do another enter, so another uh, you know uh, a space bar and E, and you can then uh, the app will just open. So instead of having to flick around on the screen, if mm. you really don't like doing that, that's another approach to getting at your apps. Wow, that's pretty cool. I mean, I just love some of these ideas. Okay, so with that in mind, loving the ideas and continuing their way of thinking, how has Apple tried to make certain that Braille displays are much more easy connected? Yeah, this is, especially for deafblind people who really rely on their Braille being available, you know, Mm. what can happen is they can become disconnected and you might not realize that your Bluetooth is off. So one of the things they want to, you know, eliminate from the, the panic of oh my gosh, my Braille display is disconnected, is the whole mm. idea that Bluetooth is turned off. So they have it so whenever you can have a setting, it's in the Braille settings, and uh, you set it so that whenever voiceover starts, a Bluetooth is automatically turned on. And that way, you, if at worst, you can, have to, you can turn off voiceover, turn it back on, and you can do that with the accessibility shortcut uh, if you've set that up. And then you'd always know that Bluetooth was at least on and then you could you know, proceed from there to connect your Braille display. So, yeah, at least it, it eliminates some of the complication from doing that. And, and uh, so that, I think, is a good move. Yeah. Uh, the other thing they've, they added is a sleep uh, setting. So if in, for each Braille display, uh, if you go over to the More Info, uh, uh, in which you get to the name of the Braille display, the Choose Your Braille Display dialog, and you flick down, you get to More Info, you double tap, and you can set this so that it cut it turns off uh, if your iPhone is locked. 
And then oh. that puts your Braille display in standby mode, and, and you'll be saving battery on your iPhone and your Braille display. The only catch is uh, I would use that with caution because the uh, you know Apple has it's there are a lot of different Braille displays, and there's no guarantee that they'll come back all the time and connect smoothly. So I would really be hesitant to sort of put that. I would try it with your display in a safe period of time when you have the ability to uh, to reconnect things and aren't rushed. Mm. You know, test it out first before you use yes, it in yes. every day. You, yeah. you would ab- yeah. I'd imagine, Mike, in time you'll see some of that, obviously, on the forms out there as to which ones seem to be really good for handshaking with, with your Apple. Equipment. I would hope so, mm-hmm. yeah. And also, yeah. like, we take it for granted, right? The, you know, magic connection or whatever Apple calls it when your AirPods just come on and off with your um, Bluetooth on. But we take it for granted that we can turn Bluetooth on and off manually, yes. But if you're using a, you know, a communication device or an interaction device with your iPhone that is necessary as your default and not your your fingers and your voiceover, then, uh, yeah, you're really put in a predicament if it's not connecting properly. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is cool. What is Sound Curtain? Yeah, Sound Curtain is like screen curtain for Braille users. So basically what this does is, you know, you might be deafblind and using Braille and being on a Zoom meeting, and you might not realize that your iPhone is playing an annoying sound, right? right. And and you'd have no idea because you can't hear. Right. And everyone else is annoyed, and you're like, what? You know, <laughs> right? You, you <laughs> well, your private information is going out there. Me? Yeah. I did what? Or, yeah, or music or something, right? right? So yeah. this basically shuts off all sound uh, when you activate this, including voiceover speech. So uh, don't do this lightly, right? Um, you know, uh, it warns you of this in advance. So you're, and, and when you try and activate it, it'll say, are you sure this is what will happen? And the only way you're going to get speech back is disconnect your Braille display so mm-hmm. that the speech comes oh. back. So as long as your Braille display is connected, you know, you, uh, you would have to use Braille to, to turn off screen curtain. You could do that too, actually. Is there a but, customization and, where you can turn sound curtain on and off manually uh, without uh, having it automatically? Having to flick through? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could, you, could, uh, flick, um, you could create a shortcut, I believe, to, to uh, do that, to activate and deactivate screen curtain. Yeah, that because would be what if you command. want it off while you have yeah. the Braille display on? For a particular especially yeah, if you're exactly. getting some you assistance from somebody who mm-hmm. may be able to need hear or need yeah. the voice or, or need whatever yeah exactly yeah it's that should be in the commands you'd find a screen curtain option which you could then assign a keystroke or a key combination to so you'd approach it that way um uh, to customize it and then that way you could just use that keystroke to you know turn it on and off and yeah. so that that would be yeah. how you would and it might that, be so. in that combination with screen curtain that we use. Maybe you substitute it for sound curtain, or maybe there's a way of having both come on at the same time because you, you, you're using yeah. the display, right? Yeah, you'd have to really have have both available. I don't think there's any way of of, of uh, not having screen curtain no. available. So right. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Very cool. Uh, Mike, is there a way for voiceover users to take advantage of predictive text capabilities which have improved in iOS 17? Yes, actually, that's one of the big uh, changes there because they've introduced a, a, a transformer model of, of uh, language processing that runs on your phone, and uh, this is much, much better than anything that has been possible before. So all of a sudden, 
predictive text, which I've had shut off for ages, I might turn that on at some point and begin using it. So you can go into VoiceOver in Verbosity settings in VoiceOver, and there's a predictive feedback uh, area, predictive text feedback. And what you can do in there is you can choose what happens when predictive text appears, like is available, and or when it's when it's actually entered, when you enter it. And you can have choices for both of those. And you can have it spoken or normally. Uh, you could have it spoken with a change of pitch, which is handy. So it differentiates between other things. You know it's, uh, it's a predictive text. You can have a sound play uh, to, to, ch uh, to tell you that predictive text is available or, or the other that predictive text has been entered. So yeah. you can have those options on either end of the process and choose what's most you know, valuable to you when or neither. You can have do nothing, right? Have no feedback. So it's very customizable now in terms of what you are told uh, as you look at using predictive text. So that should help people and make it a lot less messy and you know annoying <laughs> to use. <laughs> well, that's exactly what it is. I don't use it because it's messy and confusing and mm -hmm. half the time I'm spending uh, e erasing... Yeah, yeah, erasing things and figuring exactly. out. Uh, do you often use predictive text, Mike? No, I, 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 like, I know what I want to say and I type it. <laughs> exactly. Use your brains. Come on. No, I'm kidding. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, no. It's just it, so funny how sometimes it works well with my brain. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to, like, on paper, it's supposed to make things it, easier, faster. It, it will, right. and it learns, the other thing to keep in mind is it's supposed to learn as you use it, right? So it has to learn from you before it gets really good. So yeah. keep keep that in mind before you dismiss it out of hand. Patience. But yeah, yeah, like, right off the bat, yeah, don't expect it to write master level stuff for you right you're gonna you're gonna have to it's gonna take a while to learn like you, know, you. Uh, besides i'll leave it for six months it'll be fine it'll help right. you you'll be able to just exactly. write this up for me no we thank you how can people <laughs> using braille um use their physical keyboard to get to the uh center of their what is it the screen yes, yeah this is easily. a new thing and it's it this is for everybody it's it's uh it, it, it's in the braille settings and it's in the voiceover command settings uh, and basically what this is, is a key uh, option that basically is in basic, is all, you go commands, then you go all commands, basic navigation, and it, the option you want is move to, move to item at center. So that's at the center of the screen. And why that's useful is in a lot of cases, your cursor will be roughly in the center. So if you've left a document, you've gone to do something else, another app, you come back. You don't want to have to go to the, you know, normally you double tap to enter the edit field that could take you to the top of the screen and you then have to, you know, go back and scroll down, down, down to where you were. Well, if you can get to the, you know, center of the screen and then use the activate thing uh, to get in, uh, you can do this without touching the keyboard now. Formerly, you'd have to touch your iPhone. I, I That's how I do it. I touch the center of the screen yep. and then double tap. Uh, but this is... Uh, you have to assign a keystroke to it because it doesn't have one by default. So right. you go into the uh, the commands and uh, you you go to item at uh, at center, uh, and you can then assign the keystroke that you want. Uh, I use uh, uh, command E uh, or vo voiceover E uh, as my uh, choice, and you can just then go. It takes you right to that center place where your cursor is left. And you'll be right where you, you you left off. So you still have to enter the edit field. It just moves yeah. there. It doesn't enter the field, right? So you still have to do that. It is helpful, it, right? The, 
yeah, it gets you to the center of the screen and you can do it without, you know, needing to use your phone, which could be handy if it's in a pocket or something. It's the same thing for mouse users. Like, uh, it's so easy for people who can use a uh, mouse or don't have to use, like, um, vision substitution technology to just click the inner, the, the middle of the screen and just figure it out. But there's just exactly. no option. Or not that and I know. This way, yeah. it gives you, the, it, it'll do the centering for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Very handy. Okay. Cool. Um, well, we're going to wrap there. And are we continuing to talk iOS next week? Is there anything more well, you want to talk we're we're getting awful close to Halloween, and I think it's I time knew to it. Years for a bit. Yeah, so I we're felt it. Do that. I felt it you in got... my bones, Michael. I, I think yes, into your your skeletal bones would that yes. be? Uh-huh. Yes, we have we have uh, a triple Halloween, uh, at least three weeks here of spooky wow. stuff to to unload on people. So yeah. every year we step <laughs> it up during the summer audio entertainment fun and the Halloween audio entertainment fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> Everything minus playing the actual stuff on air. Thank you so much, Mike. We'll talk to you next week. Alrighty. Mike Fair joins us on Thursdays weekly for a tech talk or an audio entertainment talk. And all of these new capabilities we talked about for the new iOS, iOS 17 can be found there. It's available when you update your iPhone. A lot of the settings and commands and different uh, verbosity features and braille features and such were discussed today. So as I say, use the search feature on your settings Mm -hmm. so you can continue exploring. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.